You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the um, Beardcast, um, we dusted off a Wesleyan classic that probably most people in our churches don't even know that exists. Um, Wesley's uh, work on the primitive uh, physic, uh, it's a really great little read, uh, and it would encourage you maybe sometime prop down $2 on Amazon and um, check it out because there's some really great things in here for us to learn on how to take care of ourselves and, and other ailments that may, um, uh, we may have uh, for Wesley's perspective um, in his time in life. And so, Zach, as, as we dove into this, what were some things that um, kind of propped up to you or some things that you, you kind of want to talk about today? Sure. So, so in this book, Wesley essentially just writes uh, pages and pages of home, home remedies on how to how to heal yourself um, if for, for any number of uh, ailments. And um, what I think is fascinating, though, and to point out beforehand, is he's not just simply writing to pass on this information, but it, it is truly, for him, an art of healing. Um, he, he comes from the perspective of creation and God creating, and essentially needing healing after creation rebels from God. And, and that's where this, this come from. And, and so Wesley's not just out there uh, passing on old wives tales for no reason, but bringing in this idea that there's healing uh, for our, our minds, our bodies and our souls um, within our spirituality within our physical nature. And, and, and so I think that's where he's, he's coming from. And it's, it's really funny because he starts uh, with, with, with simple things like the air we breathe is a great consequence to our health, breathe clean air, right? That's, that's something that's important. We should drink water. We should go to bed on time. Uh, Wesley starts with the basics and, um, there's something too that I think when we look at it in our day-to-day lives of how are we just doing the, the little things, right? Making sure we're out and about and breathing clean air, making sure that we're drinking water, making sure that we're going bed on time, making sure that our houses are clean and that we're changing our clothes. Uh, you know, those types of things begin to make us feel better on just a basic level. And then we go into the health and, and the nature of that. And so I think it's interesting that that's where Wesley starts is just, essentially with the basics. Take care of yourself, take care of your home, uh, make sure what you're putting in your body is good and clean. Well, that, and I mean, he had definitely a fascination with the uh, uh, using electricity, uh, having electric electric chairs or using, um, you know, the conversation that he says for his cure for baldness, um, electrifying it. Um, I, don't, I don't know about you, Zach, but I'm not about to stick um, <laughs> uh, do that to my head. Um, I don't see how that would work. Um, and, you know, I, I love reading this because it, it points to some things that obviously um, were um, the 
um, medical theory and thought of his time. And so we get a glimpse of some things that like, man, we don't do, I'm glad we don't do that today. Or um, maybe, hey, you know, like I, when we're reading through his thing on exercise, like, yeah, that actually makes sense. If, if you have trouble walking, you know, just enjoy the getting outside, enjoying the fresh air, that that's exercise in its own right. Um, and, you know, there, there's definitely some things that we can use today um, and, and some practicality stuff of, of taking care of oneself. I don't know about cutting open an onion and rubbing it on my head for baldness w helpful or, um, and, and those are those things like this pop up that are kind of fun to read and, and to ask ourselves, um, you know, um, are these things we do today or were the, are these things that, you know, obviously have gone the way of the Buffalo. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing we we're, we're taking a look into, you know, history in the 1750s, right? Uh, and in and, and that time frame. And so, yeah, to get a glimpse of how they're trying to cure uh, nosebleeds or cure baldness or, um, you know, what, what it means to drink uh, water or, you know, even essentially a hot toddy for a sore throat. Um, there's cures for asthma in this book. Uh, there's cures for eating too much right? Um, I mean, Wesley just goes through it uh, kind of line by line of here's what people are dealing with. And, and you're right, we point back to something in history that we don't really identify with now, especially as pastors. Uh, certainly, uh, pastors and clergy people, and priests and whatever you want to call them, were regarded uh, as healers, right? Uh, it, it, much more than we do today. I, I don't think I have anybody coming to me asking me to heal them. Uh, certainly, I have people come and say, hey, can you pray for me? And let's pray for healing. But I think that's a little different than saying, hey, do you have a remedy for this? Can you physically heal me from this issue? And I think that's what Wesley's taking on here. Here are, here are the conversations that I've had and, and where I've gone with it. Here are the physical acts that we've done. And often he'll say in this book of, I've tried it or others have tried it and I've witnessed it. And so this isn't something that he's simply saying, hey, go try this. We'll see if it works. It's, well, I've tried it myself, you know, or I've watched others try it and we've seen some success. And, and I think it's really interesting when you begin to think about the priest, the pastor, uh, as a healer. And what that means for us in our spirituality and our faith, but also in regards to the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, because I think at some point that has to come into play, um, that it's not just people healing, right? But there is a sense that we go back into scripture and, and when the Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, it is, you, you will go out with the Holy Spirit, you'll heal, you'll baptize, you'll do these things in my name. And, and I think it's a reach back into that heritage. You know, I, I think when was the last time I, I had someone ask for healing, um, given being in the Bible Belt like I am, you mm -hmm. know, that, that is something that there are still people that, that believe that, you know, the, the pastor or the elders of the community have that ability. And especially being um, in the Native American community, um, you know, there are people that we lean on to for healing and, you know, we, we ask for prayers or we, you know, we um, go to the pastor, you know, the shaman or whoever, and, you know, ask for, you know, suggestions on how we can be healed. And, 
I, I was thinking about when was the last time I had someone come into my office and ask for healing. I was thinking of the, we had a man come in on Sunday um, to our church and um, talk about, he was asking, um, he needed healing. And when I was working with him on what did that mean? Um, what was he needing? Um, he was needing permission um, to not only like acknowledge Christ in his life, but giving permission to say, Hey, you know, you are a new creation and kind of giving him that permission to acknowledge it. So he could then feel free. Um, and that was, um, it was powerful to watch, um, and kind of lead him through that. Um, and I think that with pastors, you know, the, the, that sense of healing, you know, especially with uh, mental health, um, you know, that we know today, um, we have to be careful on what we can do and what we can't do. And, um, if you don't know how to handle someone that's having mental health issues, you know, refer, refer, refer. And I think that that's important uh, because if you don't have those gifts and graces to do that, or if you don't aren't credentialed to do it, um, you need to be aware of that. So that way you don't cause more harm. Um, and that's why when people always ask to meet with me, I say, Hey, is it theological or is it, um, are you needing a counselor and having them reflect on that? If they say, Hey, I need a counselor. Um, I can definitely work with them or, Hey, I need a pastor usually means I just need to, I need to bounce some things off of you and just being there to um, acknowledging what their pain is and what their hurt is and then helping them um, either finding professional counseling or maybe they have found healing in the conversation. Um, and it may not be healing like we expect, but it may be healing that, that people need. And I think that that's a good thing. You know, one of the ones that popped up is if you have corns, you know what Wesley suggests for corns? Um, he says, frequently wash the feet in cold water corns to cure so, if you, <laughs> so for those of you that are struggling with you know corns that's a good thing um for constipation um he has a long conversation about constipation because i know he i know wesley i'm pretty sure i've been told that wesley had struggled with constipation like a lot of reformation people do because when you're holding up all that stuff and all that <laughs> you know it, it 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 does affect your body it does. um and so <laughs> rise early every morning so zach for your problems you got to rise early every morning or boil in a pint and a half of broth half a handful of mallow leaves chopped strain this and drink it before you eat anything else do this frequently if needful or breakfast twice a week or often on uh, water gruel with croutons and then he says tried <laughs> well that and i love that throughout this whole thing if you tried something in parentheses it says tried so so you you get over to the headache remedy and it says rub the head for a quarter hour tried and and i almost feel like that's tried didn't work and so he moves on or be electrified tried <laughs> or apply to each temple a thin yellow rind of lemon newly paired off i i, I think it's fascinating when we think about this, that, you know, there are oftentimes people will ask us, right? Or, you know, they'll just ask you, man, I got a headache. What do you do? Oh, you know, I've heard this works. I've heard it works, you know, is often how we respond instead of, hey, I tried this, <laughs> but it sounds crazy. You know, that's, I think that's so important that as we look at this, Wesley was uh, deeply involved, deeply committed to, uh, really this routine of, of health, 
Uh, and we see it in other areas of his life with fasting and just how meticulous he was uh, with just how, what he did, you know, how he spent his time, when he woke up, all of these things. I mean, they don't call us Methodists for a reason, right? <laughs> and and it, it goes back to the conversation you were having with listening to people in, in where in the moments do um, do we find that the Holy Spirit works through us in, in a very personal and physical way of, hey, yeah, this person needs me or no, this person needs somebody else, let me refer, right? And, and I think that's where uh, we kind of maybe land on healing today. But what happens when we when we tap back into this and we, we begin to think of ourselves as healers, maybe not in the total medical sense, because that's scary and dangerous, it seems. But what if we begin to own that a little bit again, that, hey, we, as, as pastors, we are healers in a spiritual sense, and people do need permission for this or that. They do need permission to let this part of their life go. They do need permission um, to embrace this part, you know, and, and people need permission to grieve. I mean, if, if we do anything as pastors, I think that's what we, we do often in healing is we give permi- people permission to grieve. And in our, today in our culture, that, that really is needed. Well, and I don't know about you. Um, I know for me, um, I enjoy doing healing services. Uh-huh. Um, there's something powerful in that. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know for for me, the, the goal of um, uh, healing services is maybe to give some closure or mm-hmm. um, some acknowledgement that healing can occur and it won't look necessarily exactly how we, you know, utilize it. And that's where, that's where like the, the liturgy of the healing service is so powerful when you anoint the oil and then you, you know, put it on people's head and just watching that, you know, that, that take, take off. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think you can cure some of the, the madness that we have in our society. I don't think we, I don't, I don't think maybe United Methodist in the expression that I've experienced has moved so far away from healing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's some of our problem. And that we don't um, embrace it and talk about that it is a part of who we are. Right. Um, and maybe Clearly. we're coming at it so logically mm-hmm. that we've become so logical that we are now illogical, not being able to um, wanting to do it because we like, it's, we don't want to make it a checkbox, but we want to make it something experiential, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fit into our structure because we've developed this like vast, strong structure that um, is really in some ways lunacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, may, what if, I mean, it's a big, what if, what if we moved back towards actually looking at healing and talking about what healing can look like um, and, and really kind of have a, a movement more towards uh, healing and holiness. Well, if you take a look at our structure, healing should be built into our appointment system in, in what we don't do well in an itinerant system is allowing people to grieve uh, as they lose a pastor and bring another one in. And so if, if we took a look at it just in that sense, what if the outgoing pastor and the incoming pastor led, their, led a healing service uh, as they're leaving? 
and as they're coming in, allowing, allowing their church to grieve, to celebrate and grieve uh, the outgoing pastor, and allowing their church to celebrate and grieve and heal with the incoming pastor, how would that reframe and change uh, the ministry of a church, knowing that, hey, we're going to grieve together um, with a new pastor grieving our old pastor uh, in, in celebrating things to come. But first, to do that, we have to heal. That, if that's not built to our system, it's got to be. I think that's been in Oklahoma. Um, one of the cool things has been working with Jim Mosier in that transition. And so we have the baton. And so we've been literally physically passing the baton and, and talking about what that means and showing it in our worship services and doing all those things of passing the baton. And I have to admit this last appointment when I moved here, um, that whole passing of the baton deal was that whole imagery of actually running a race and handing the baton off from one to the other. I think for the congregations, it provided some hope and some, it kind of lessened some of the anxiety of what they were getting. Um, I think it allowed for some fun pictures and other things that were, I think were healthy. Um, but I like that idea of, of actually, Hey, acknowledging what was broken and moving forward. Um, and you know, I, I, my mom is something we look at and I find it funny that, he, um, looking at the, um, you know, I used the word lunacy just a little while ago. So I was looking at it. Um, but he actually tried the cure for lunacy, which was, um, he, uh, he electrified it, uh, <laughs> It's, so I don't know what he means by electrifying lunacy. What party he electrified? Um, he, just the whole self. It's the electric chair. <laughs> um, but shave the head, anoint it, therefore, and chafe it, and warm every other day for three weeks. Bruise also with the leaves and bind them on the head and give three spoonfuls of the juice warm every morning. This generally cures melancholy. This juice alone takes twice a day, taken twice a day will cure or electrify it. I, I just love like that line or electrify. It just <laughs> always goes back to that. If that doesn't work, try this. Well, so to me, uh, before the electricity part, that sounds a lot like grieving, putting on sackcloth, putting on ashes and, and grieving in those moments, right? none of what you said on that cure sounds comfortable. Uh, and, and so it, it seems like a lot of this is giving, or, you know, some of this is giving yourself um, the permission to be uncomfortable, to intentionally grieve. And there's something about that release of that emotion uh, and those feelings that is healing in those moments um that's what we talk about on ash wednesday you know we 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 outwardly grieve uh with the sign of ashes you know and and we take on those symbols in um just the uncomfortable nature of remembering our mortality right uh but it allows us to set set some things aside and actually be there for a minute um yeah i don't know this is this is interesting stuff well, and I think that that's what's fun about this is that we can, I mean, we can look, I mean, there, there, there are fun, a lot of fun things um, that are in here and, you know, maybe some of these I might try, um, you know, I think that that might be a good, there might be some things in here, a good thing. I guess, obviously I need to get something to electrify myself with because that's what Wesley <laughs> did. 
Um, but it makes yeah. sense. I mean, we still do that a little bit with, um, you know, with muscles and things like so, that. So, yeah, I was, I was, very, I was very talking about how STEM, um, how STEM is, becoming, you know, STEM is coming, st- stimulating the, the thing is uh-huh. a big thing again. And um, what's really cool about that is with that being a thing, like I, I, my wife shocked her, shocks her shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, and that helps the muscles. It helps relieve the pains of the muscles and a lot of stuff. Um, and, um, and I use it too. I mean, I use it when I, softball season, I'm using it all the time. And so I think that Wesley may be onto something with that, but I'm not saying we strap it to things if it's, you know, Right, right. A broke, if you have a broken arm, electrifying it. Yeah, it's, it's not going to help. So here's an interesting note. Matt, as you're getting older, uh, an involuntary urine is, is uh, becoming a thing for you. Use the cold bath or take a st- teaspoon of powdered agrimony agri- in a little water in morning and in evening. Fortunately, in this one, you don't have to shock yourself because I think that would just <laughs> keep the inv- Terry P going maybe but <laughs> that's a whole other issue that's a whole other podcast sack <laughs> it is it is but I mean this is interesting stuff <laughs> so Wesley yeah. was certainly trying to be in tune with the human body right so, so you know how to clean your teeth with charcoal no you rub them with ash of burnt bread Ah, that's right. And so what you do is once a month when you have your communion, you burn your bread and that's what you got to brush your teeth with. So then for, therefore is even more holy because you're using the body of Christ to brush your teeth. That's wrong. Like I would, you know, that's, there there are definitely some, uh, there's some bad theological juju on that. You know, if you don't have it, I mean, like you think of, if you didn't have those resources and bread was scarce, you know, that might be something you might have to consider. But I noticed that he didn't put tried by brushing his teeth. He so that not. really, that really concerns me. To be fair, he was British, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, this is, this is just good read. And, and I would, and that's why I think it's fun to read it because I think we find those things. I remember the first time I brought this up and with you and we were talking about it and I was, you know, I pulled out obviously um, some of the funnier ones, like for baldness and a few of the other ones that we've, um, uh, have. Um, and so, um, I think there's like, he has a whole deal on flatworms. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think of the office and flatworms when yeah. that comes to mind. Well, and I just, there's, there's something so interesting that I think <laughs> Wesley has tapped into here. Um, that there's, I truly think there's a spiritual element here. I mean, he starts with that very thing of here's creation in its fullness. And it's once we rebelled uh, that we begin to have these, these issues that our health is not what it was because we are no longer, uh, we are with sin now. And, um, and, and, and it, there's something here that Wesley is tapping into the healing uh, through the power of, of God, through the Holy Spirit and how do we, how do we get there? Um, and, it, and it's certainly something I think we've lost over time, as we've talked about already. Um, but how do we begin to, to recapture some of this in what we do as pastors, in what we do as just spiritual leaders? And how do we begin to help people uh, reconnect and just be aware of their bodies, be aware of themselves? Because uh, it seems Wesley's, Wesley's trying much of this on himself. And so there's a, a self-awareness here that, I don't know that we, we have today. I don't. Uh, 
I'm not in tune with my body at all. It just hurts and I'm tired all the time. Uh, but if I would, if I would change some of my habits, clearly, uh, even getting back to the basics of what Wesley starts with fresh air, water, going to bed on time, changing your clothes. I change my clothes, but you know, just those little things, they, they truly do help. Uh, they help the mind, they help the spirit. Uh, and, and we begin to heal in those ways. And so wading through the rest of it that get deeper into epilepsy and deafness and, you know, really uh, uh, significant ailments, you know, I, I think there's some stuff in between here that the Holy Spirit plays a huge part in, uh, in partnership with us. Well, and I think that that's where, um, you know, I guess really to kind of bring this to an end, um, would be to um, one, you know, pay attention to our bodies and doing things that are um, helpful um, and um, you know healthy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe actually, actually doing things, you know, uh, going out and exercise, taking a walk, or you know, not sitting all day and you know, eating healthy and and all those things that we can do only help in our bodies, but also help our spiritual walk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and being attuned to that. And if we're not feeling spiritually connected, what are some things that we can do? Um, to stimulate that, and uh, if worse comes to worse, uh, electrify it. And see electrify it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think that's going to be my. Uh, I think that's how I'm going to solve all problems. That's right. The if your board of trustees won't build something, just electrify them. I, apparently, it's going to help. So but that's the uh, thing. I, I think that's the big thing. Is how how do we get back to paying attention to being aware, not only of ourselves but the spirit's work in our life, and um, yeah, just being being in tune. So for the uh, Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.